Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about which is better, MRI or ultrasound when you think you have a partial rupture of the plantar fascia. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. All right, now just today I was given a lecture at the International Foot and Ankle Foundation meeting in Hawaii, and this is where doctors go to get continuing medical education credits, and I was asked to give this lecture on runner's heel pain, specifically about the what we call the differential diagnosis or the things that can cause runner's heel pain and the differences between runners like us and some non-runner type patients, and I think there are some significant differences. Well, at the end of that session, One of the doctors had a question, and it was a great question, and this was, what is better, MRI or ultrasound, when you're actually trying to get a look inside the foot at the plantar fascia to really decide if you have a tear in the plantar fascia or what we call a partial rupture or maybe this thing called an interstitial tear where you actually have a tiny little tear on the inside of the fascia that you wouldn't actually see if you were just looking at the surface of the fascia itself. So this is a good question because... Some doctors have ultrasound machines in their office, and they can do an ultrasound right there. And if they're good at it, and it helps, and it's better than the MRI, then that would obviously be more helpful for you. But some cases, MRI can be better. Sometimes ultrasound is better, but it depends on a couple of variables. So what I'm going to share with you is actually the audio recording that I gave as my answer when the doctor in the audience actually asked that question. So let's check it out now. So the question, if I got it right, is basically... What's the difference between MRI and ultrasound and how much can you actually see on an ultrasound if you're concerned somebody has uh, fasciosis or maybe a partial rupture? Is that about right? Okay, so my my answer to that is uh, is that I think it really depends upon how experienced you are with ultrasound. So I personally think that if you're very experienced at ultrasound and you do it frequently in your office, then I believe that you are probably going to get a better uh, picture, a more accurate picture doing the ultrasound in your office, it's seeing the extent of the tendinosis or partial rupture than you actually might on an MRI. There's a huge amount of variability with the MRIs that I see, particularly when I don't order them. And I kind of hate it when I get an MRI second opinion from a runner who got an MRI at one of the big hospitals. And sometimes those slices are three and a half to four millimeters. And four millimeters is a long way in the foot when you're trying to get an accurate picture of what going, what's going on. And so I still don't understand why exactly the slices are that far apart. But if you uh, have an MRI that has that sort of width between the actual imaging uh, sections, then you're really likely to miss a small uh, partial rupture and um, certainly an interstitial tear, whereas I don't think you'd be as likely to miss it if you do ultrasound a lot. I personally actually don't do ultrasound a whole lot, uh, so I think that I would probably go with an MRI, um, but if it's somebody who is experienced uh, that's doing the ultrasound, I think it's actually more accurate than MRI most of the time. Does that uh, answer the question? Yeah. Well, as small as you can get, So, uh, and I know that's not really a great answer, but Uh, sometimes I'll call the facility and I will just ask them to try to compress the grid as much as possible with whatever protocol they will will do. Uh, 10 or 15 years ago, 
we used to seem to have a lot more leeway with what the protocol would actually be. I don't know if that's other people's experience, but I personally, you know, have called facilities 10 or 15 years ago and asked them to really compress the grid when they put the patient in the scanner. But it seemed like at that time, there was more direct involvement from the radiologists in terms of setting up the studies. And now they have, you know, these uh, uh, techs, basically radiology techs who are running the the MRI machines and setting up the protocols, and they're just basically directed to use very standardized protocols, which oftentimes have, I think, much larger slices. So it depends upon the relationship you have with the facility and the, perhaps the radiologists at those facilities to see if you can get them to compress it more. But, you know, one and a half millimeters is really not bad, uh, but three and a half or four millimeters, I think, is not really that useful, particularly when you're looking for uh, some sort of small interstitial tear that might be significant to the contributing the patient's symptoms. But uh, unfortunately, they don't really seem to give us as much uh, uh, input in terms of running these protocols these days. At least that's my experience out here. Now, hopefully the answer that I gave to that doctor can give you a little bit better perspective so that when you go to the doctor and you have had plantar fasciitis and the doctor starts telling you that Maybe it's turned into plantar fasciosis. Maybe it's turned into a little tear in the fascia, an interstitial tear, a partial rupture, or some other issue that's actually a little more serious and a lot harder to heal than just standard plantar fasciitis. And then the doctor starts trying to offer you something like an MRI or an ultrasound study. You might be able to formulate some of your questions better to make sure that you're getting the best look at the plantar fascia so that you can really decide what treatment is going to be best. Listen, plantar fasciitis is really, really common, but if you think you have plantar fasciitis and you're not getting better, there are really only a couple of reasons why that could be happening. And I made a free video for you that exposes the two reasons why runners with plantar fasciitis don't get better and what you need to do to get back to running. Now in that video, you're gonna learn the exact same strategies I use with elite athletes during telemedicine visits and what I teach to doctors at medical conferences when I'm teaching them how to help their runners recover faster. Just go to docontherun.com and go to the show notes episode under the podcast tab for this particular episode. Go check it out so you can get back to running as quickly as possible.